we're wrapping up our forward vision series today. I think, I think we're going to try to do that. We're going to have preachers here for four weeks. I'm going to be doing vision and planning work. When we come back, um, my sense right now is we're going to step back into 1 Corinthians, focusing specifically on the work of the Holy Spirit in uh, chapters 12 through 14. If God changes my mind during my plan and vision time, I'll tell you guys. But that's what we're doing. Next four weeks or so, and pro- maybe a week or two after that, we're going to have some guest preachers. I'm going to be here every Sunday. Then we're going to go into the uh, 1 Corinthians series. We're going to focus on the Holy Spirit passages and chapters in 12, 13, 14 to equip our church to understand more about how to use um, this great gift that he's given each of you guys and how to embrace his Holy Spirit's work uh, from a biblical foundation. So <clears throat> we're going to try to wrap this up. We've been doing this for three months, and I hope I know you know our vision uh, to make disciples of Jesus Christ who know God deeply, share him passionately. I want this vision to be accessible to you um, in, in more and more ways, and over the course of the series, I have been working on this meditative prayer. So today, what I really wanted to do was just share this prayer with you. Um, you don't have to pray this prayer this way. Um, you can have your own prayers. But, but basically, this prayer is shaped by our vision series. It's, it's an attempt in a prayer to capture what the vision series is all about, which is about being disciples of Jesus, giving ourselves fully to him. But doing that living off of his promises and his power Today's sermon, if it was going to be in full, was going to be called The Promise-Driven Life. The Promise-Driven Life. Uh, One of my favorite things that John Piper says, he wakes up every morning trying to find what promise of God can he hold on to, to walk through the day. He's a very, I think he's a very holy man in the Lord, and he wakes up desperate for the promises of God to hold on to, that he might walk with God. Because he feels very, very burdened (laughs) to not want to walk with God. Um, And so... uh, I have taken, for me, and, and this is why it's personal to me, and I want you to know that I'm not telling you you've got to make it look like this, but, but I'm just trying to give you a picture of what it might look like for you. I've taken um, some of the most richest, deepest promises from God's holy word, as I understand it and seen it, and put it into the language of a prayer. And I'm using this to, to kind of try to, many days, give myself over to the Lord. And... Um, and there'd be a lot more I'd say this morning if I could. But I think the best I can do with the time we have is I'm going to hand this prayer out. And I'm just going to ask you guys to, if you want to, to as you see it, as you read it, pray it with me. And, and if you don't want to, if you just want to step back and say, I want to make sure this is okay, that's totally fine. Don't. But I'm going to hand it out to you guys. And I'm going to pray it over you and you can pray it with me. Um, and I put Bible references uh, after every single paragraph in the prayer. And... Um, I would have a lot more context for this, but I I think hopefully you will see, I pray that you will see that there's such richness to God's word and to God's promises that's reflected in this prayer. It's not about my wording, but it's about the rich promises of God to live off of. And I'm hoping that this prayer will be another way that you might see what does it mean to be a disciple? What does it mean to follow Jesus? Um, So that's what we're going to do today. If this is a car wreck, you know, if you guys leave here and you're like, what was that? Just let me know. And, and maybe we'll have to addendum the end of the forward vision series and come back for something else to try to do some more work. But, but I feel like this is as far as I can tell what the Lord would have me do right now. And then we're going we're gonna to close with communion after this because it's all rooted in the work of Jesus Christ, which is what communion is about. So <clears throat> could I get Jesse, Daryl, and um, Barbara, would you be willing to hand these out? And would you help too? Uh, Josh, here you go. Just, just walk around the room and hand these out to whoever needs it. Um, here you go.
Do we need more? I don't have more for you, but we should have enough. In 1 Peter 2, Peter says this, and we can put this slide up there, it's 1 Peter 2. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. And how has his divine power given us everything we need for a godly life? How has he done it? Peter tells us, he says, through our knowledge of him, who called us by his own glory and goodness, through knowing him, our knowledge of him, intimacy, but also truth. Why do I say that? Because of what Peter says next. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises. God gives you promises. And what happens when you hold on to his promises? Peter tells us. So that through them, his promises, you may participate in the divine nature having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. When you grab on to God's promises and hold on to them by faith, the Holy Spirit works through those promises that you're holding on to to give you everything you need, verse 1, for a godly life. He works through those promises to make you a participant, verse 4, in the divine nature or who we call the Holy Spirit. It is through the promises of God's very word. If you abide in me and my words remain in you, you will bear much fruit. Folks, get your own promises. There are many more promises than these. But if you need training wheels right now, or if you just want another set of promises, I encourage you, please feel free to, to use this prayer. And feel free to critique it if you don't see something here that you feel like is right biblically. But I've tried to reference every single promise with passages where you can go back and say, oh, this is that promise. All right. So I'm going to pray this straight through. And I want you to feel free to pray this with me. Okay? And I also want you to feel free to say, I want to be Berean. I'm going to hold off on praying. Um, you know, it's okay. But, but if you feel like you can, please feel free to pray with me, even as you hear these prayers. And this is, this is how I might, Lord willing, start my day. This is how I might try to rescue my day at 2.30, when I've blown God off for various reasons. And I've realized I can't do it anymore. And I'm desperate. And I say, enough's enough. I've got to get the Lord. This is where I might go. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, on this new day, you have called me to take up my cross, to die to myself, and to follow your Son. You have called me to seek to love you more than my own life, more than any loved one, friend, or possession. You have told me that if indeed I seek to lose my life for Jesus, Jesus, 
I will find my true life in the joy of knowing you in him. And I will also become a means of his love to those in my path today. Lord, you have also told me that this is truly impossible for me to do in myself. Yet with you, all things are possible. And though I will not yet be perfect, by your grace, I can indeed press on toward the upward call of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. I can do this because Jesus is a gentle Lord and he is humble of heart. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. And in him I will find rest for my soul. I can follow you because of the one offering of himself. Jesus has paid the full penalty for all of my sin, past, present, and future. And now by faith, I am counted as completely righteous through the free gift of your righteousness in him. I must never set aside this free gift of righteousness that comes by your grace through faith. For I can never, ever earn my own righteousness or acceptance before you through my obedience to your law because my obedience is imperfect and I still struggle with sin. Therefore, I must always trust that my righteous standing before you comes only from Christ through his all-sufficient sacrifice on the cross. But because of your great love, I am indeed counted perfectly righteous in Christ. And therefore, I have inherited all the spiritual blessings that Jesus has won for me by his blood. And now I stand before you as your child, adopted forever into your family. I stand before you a new creation, holy, chosen, accepted, forgiven, redeemed, and precious, dearly loved by you, my true heavenly Father. And more than this, you have given me God, the Holy Spirit, who now lives inside of me, so that by him, I can put to death the deeds of sin and live for you. He gives me the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, victorious over sin and death, so that I too can walk in the new life you have given me. The Holy Spirit also intercedes for me when, in my weakness, I don't know how to pray so that your will is accomplished in my life. I can follow Jesus because Jesus himself also intercedes for me before your holy throne right now, sympathizing with all my weaknesses and temptations.
And because he has paid for my access to you with his very own shed blood, I am commanded now to come boldly and confidently to your throne of grace to find mercy and receive grace for every need this day brings. I can follow Jesus because no temptation will come upon me today that isn't common to all people. And you will be faithful to provide a way out of it so that I can endure it and stay faithful to you. And even if I fail, Jesus remains my righteous advocate before you, O holy God. And for his sake, you always hear my confession and forgive me. You will cleanse me of all unrighteousness and set me back on the right path again. For Jesus shed blood is forever the atoning sacrifice for my sin. I can follow Jesus today because you are not only my God, but my true Father who works all things for my good. And since you did not spare your own son, but gave him up for us all, you will, along with him, freely give me everything I need today to live for you. Therefore, in light of all this, Holy Father, I seek to give myself wholeheartedly to you today. I seek to follow my Lord Jesus as my greatest love and my greatest treasure. Oh, help me, Lord. Help me each moment to trust you, to love you, to obey you. I want to experience your presence, for your love is better than life. I want to love my brothers and sisters through your strength, for in serving them, I am serving you. I want to serve the lost whom you came to seek and save, to see them escape the judgment of hell and find eternal life in coming to know you the one true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Lead me by your spirit today, Father. Fill me with his power once again so that Christ would dwell in my heart through faith. I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Holy Spirit. Yes, I love you, Lord. Help me to love you more. In Jesus' precious and holy name, amen. It's a lot, probably for you guys. My flesh is so rough and intimidating and tries to beat me down so much, I need, I need to pour a lot of scripture on my flesh and my sinful old man who tries to tell me I'm him. So I try to beat his butt to death with the promises of God so that I can have hope and joy and follow God. God works through his promises. If some of these promises minister to your heart, I implore you, Find the scriptures that represent them. Hold on to those passages. Come back to them again and again. If you, if you are like me and you want something big like this, I got others by other people who've written great scriptures. And you certainly can, you can use this. But <clears throat> at the core, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is really what, <clears throat> what communion says is that our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus. His blood, his righteousness, what he's done, who he is. That's our hope. And we have to keep holding on to that hope. We have to keep coming back to that hope again and again. That's why he gave us communion. He said, do this in memory of me. He wants us to do this again and again and again and again to remind us of our hope in him. Did we already pass out these? Okay. Can we pass out the the bread and the cup?
If you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you're seeking to follow him, please, we invite you to take communion with us this morning. If you're not sure you believe in him, if you're not sure that you're following him, it's okay. You can hold off. We'd love to talk with you. We'd love to pray for you afterwards. Brothers and sisters, God calls us to live a promise-driven life. He calls us to become participants in his divine nature, to become united in our actual experience with his Holy Spirit. And we do this by holding on to his truth and at the core, holding on to his promises for us in Christ Jesus. Not promises for health and wealth, jet airplanes, (laughs) a perfect marriage, a perfect job, promises that he will be with us as we, and he will give us all the strength we need to give ourselves to him. He will be with us and we will find more joy in that than any other life. And each day he will help us to do this as we hold on to his promises. My whole message today is know his promises, hold on to his promises. It's the only way we're going to accomplish our vision. It's the only way you're going to accomplish the vision God has for every Christian. Is to fight what Paul called the fight of faith. Faith in his promises. And here's his greatest promise to us. This is his promise. I passed on to you what I received from the Lord. On the night the Lord Jesus was handed over to his enemies, he took bread, and we had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body. It is given for you. This is his body, broken for all of your sins, to pay in full the payment for your salvation, for all of your sin, past, present, and future. He commands you to put your hope in that promise that this body has paid for all that would keep you from God today and forever. Let's eat the bread. In the same day, in the same way, after the supper, he took the cup. He said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood poured out for you for the forgiveness of your sins. This is the promise he's commanding you to hold on to. His blood poured out for all of your sins, our hope, Jesus Christ. Every time you do this, drink it in memory of me. Let's drink his cup together. We may be great at sinning. You are much better at saving than we are at sinning. We may be in here this morning aware of and seeing the fact that we feel like we're great sinners. You are a much better savior than we are sinners. You are better at forgiving and cleaning sins we don't even know about than we are, Lord God, at and committing them. Lord, let this bread and this juice become real in our experience as a means of your grace that cleanses us, puts us back on the path, helps us hold on to your promises and walk with you again. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen.